Hello listeners, welcome to Shakti Stories. This is your host, Angela, and I'll be having a conversation with the lovely Jade Mason. She's got a lot of wisdom in areas like menstruation, sacred sexuality, and frankly, I could listen to her voice all day. She's got such a beautiful, gorgeous Aussie accent. So let's see where the conversation takes us. Hi, Jade. Hi, Angela. (laughs) Thank you so much for joining. It's a pleasure. Thank you for asking me to be here. So Jade is actually the creatrix of um, Sacred Women's Mystery School. Yeah. And I just, I'm so excited. You were just telling me a little bit about it. And I'm just thrilled to know what your work is and know what you're grounding into this world and know how much it's needed. Mm, Thank you. Yeah, I'm really excited to have you here today. Thank you. It's a pleasure. Yeah. So did you want to share anything about what you've been up to? I first met Jade actually when she was doing a magical menstruation workshop at a festival called Blessed Coast. So if you want to share a little bit about about that, and then we'll move on into some of the more um, personal details. Awesome. Thank you. Yeah, so there's two tiers to what I'm doing at the moment. There's I'm birthing the Mystery School, which is a safe space for men and women to come and be nurtured in the river of feminine, mm. the sacred feminine mysteries. Yeah. You know, these mysteries have been really hidden for some time now. Mm. And it's time for us all to remember them. Yes. Hence the name Sacred Woman, because the role of the sacred woman pre-colonization was really um, to be the medium between worlds. Mm. So, you know, like we have priests, well, the the priestess was the sacred woman, the one who is in service to the divine, who was, um, you know, she was a woman that could be called upon to help with relationships Mm. and sexual empowerment and the way of the womb, Mm. which we'll go into a little bit later. Beautiful. Yeah, so my vision with the Mystery School is actually to provide a place for many women and men to host their programs Mm. and the profits from that are to go out into the community to help us come out of this survival that we're in. Wow. Because we're in such a great time where consciousness is shifting around these old paradigms, these old ways of, you know, the nuclear family and mm. it's we're being called back into tribe, into community. Yeah. And I really feel that so many of us have gifts and we've created these amazing courses and... You know, we're holding retreats and all kinds of stuff. So the Mystery School is a space for, yeah, the feminine river to go out and nourish our communities abroad, worldwide. Wow, I love that. Yeah. As you said yourself, you're birthing something greater than yourself. Yeah, I really feel that. Wow. It's... um sometimes really terrible like really <laughs> scary I go are you sure yeah <laughs> what am I getting into here <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> but really, I, I feel really honoured wow. and it feels amazing to be in service mm-hmm. to something that is greater than myself you know I'm not motivated by like a a million dollar launch but I'm motivated by knowing that we can make a difference and support our brothers and sisters who are struggling and who are in the middle of awakening and Mm. remembering the power that we are because it's it's both men and women who are coming back to the ways of our ancient our ancestors in walking with earth Mm. and consciousness all at once. Yeah. Yeah. Well, in everything that you say there and in the workshop that I partook in with you, it really brought so much hope and inspiration, Mm. you know, because as a counselor myself, I can really look at a lot of what's not going well in society. So it just really lifted my heart to, to really see what you're up to and, um, yeah, to be a, a part of that. Thank you, beautiful. Yeah. <laughs> and so I'd love to even hear more about that, but um, I'd also love to hear a little bit more about your personal story. Sure. So I'd love to hear what kind of you know ideas or things were you told as a child about being a woman or about yourself as a sexual being? Mm, great question. <laughs> well, my mama... My mama was always really nurturing and beautiful and she encouraged me to take time for myself and, you know, to honour my menstruation. Mm, okay. Yeah. So in a way, in some ways it sounds like you had uh, kind of a one-up <laughs> from what other people, other messages some people were receiving. Yeah, I'm really blessed that I'm from a Celtic lineage of women who are really connected to... Mm to nature and yeah. and most of the people in my family are healers or nurses. Ah. Yeah. yeah. So on mum's side that was really amazing. Mm. Sex wasn't talked about. Mm. The way I found out about sex was in the book um Where Do Babies Come From? Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> and I remember when I I read that book, it helped me to understand what was happening in my body. Mm. Because I've always been really sexually awake. Yeah. Really, really a very sexual being. Mm. And it's always been quite confusing for me. Mm. Especially because it wasn't talked about. Right. My dad is a very sexual human, was. Mm. And, yeah, so he didn't... It wasn't ever talked about as a personal thing, like... Mm one day, you know, you, you're going to have these desires coming through your body and this is how you honour yourself. Right. There was none of that. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So um, it was very unfortunate that I didn't have any boundaries around the sexual energy. Yeah. And I didn't have much understanding mm. about how to use it. Yeah. And how to channel it into creativity. Right. Yeah. And what were a few, you know, kind of meaningful sexual experiences for you, if you feel like sharing anything that that came from some, I don't know, sort of, it doesn't even have to be sexual, but what kind of experiences come to mind when you think of 
you know, coming to know yourself as a sexual mm. being? Honestly, I've been... It's been the last 10 years that I've started feeling sexually empowered. Mm. Um, but there is something beautiful that comes to mind because sexu- as a sexual being, it's, it's encompasses nurturing and connection with earth and the feeling of beauty. Right. And so I remember this day that I was walking in the bush with mom and dad and my little sister, she was like really young, and my brother. And I had this piece of um, coral in my pocket. And I remember walking and just taking in nature mm. and, fi- and I was rubbing this coral yeah. and all of a sudden my body dropped into the earth and I felt like I had this surge of beauty wow. fill me up wow. and I felt so beautiful. Wow. And it was my first experience of feeling what beauty feels like. Wow. And so that was amazing because that was like the beauty way yeah. that, the, you know, the North Americans speak about the beauty way, mm. the Navajo people. Wow. And I feel like that was that, that way of being rising through me. Mm. And I remember feeling it in my womb. Yeah. Yeah. So oh. I was about 10 wow. when that happened. Yeah. That's amazing, just from holding coral, connecting with... And walking in nature. Mm, and right. the key was that I I slowed my walk down. Mm. And my mom and dad are both embodied humans. Yeah. You know, they're really connected to the earth. So it was beautiful to, to receive that gift from them. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. It's almost like a mystical experience that came through just through nature mm-hmm. and presence. Yes. Wow, that's beautiful. Thank you. And what other sexual experiences sort of shaped your identity? Mm. I'm actually really revisiting this at the moment Mm. because I'm separating from my beloved. Okay. And yeah, when when I was young, like 12, I snuck out of the house because I wanted to hang out with my friends. So we all arranged to meet up. Yeah. Um, And we met up with some boys and one of them had a car. Mm. And yeah, so we all hung out. And then the guy who had the car just started dropping all the girls off one by one. And I was the last person. Mm. And when he drove straight past my house, I had this like really mixed feeling of because mm. everyone's thought that he was so gorgeous yeah. and lots of women wanted to be with him so I had this mixed feeling of like he wants to spend time with me mm. he sees me mm. and then this fear right and not knowing how to approach the fact that he just drove past my house and I actually want to go home right and so without going too deeply into it I ended up having my virginity forced, forcely broken that night. And the role that I played in it was not knowing how to set the boundary with him. Like it started the moment that he drove past my house and I didn't say, hey, 
I want to go home, turn around. Mm. And so, yeah, it was that confusing feeling that most, like I reckon all individuals go through of like wanting to have that attention and that affection and wanting to play and explore but not knowing how to be really strong with the boundary. Right. So, yeah, I kind of just let it happen. I was saying no. Yeah. But he... He was very forceful. Yeah. Yeah, so that was my first experience wow. and it very much shaped, it shaped my entire life. Yeah. And it still is today. Yeah. yeah. Wow, I, I really respect that you shared that and, you know, really appreciate that because I know that so many women have similar experiences. Oh, my goodness. And we know that from the Me Too movement. Yeah. And men. Yeah. You know, our brothers have been speaking up about it as well. Mm -hmm. And I think it's fantastic. We need to talk about it. Yeah. Yeah. And as you share that, it's like I hear both the the complete unfairness and the the so not okayness with what happened. Mm -hmm. And also I I get the inkling that that you're saying that this this experience now has sort of guided your your path absolutely Mm. yeah Mm. it has guided me in so many ways wow yeah which is why I do what I do today yeah you know because I have felt so confused about myself as a sexual being and as a woman yeah for so many years right well, I think it's so powerful that you spoke to that piece of having mixed feelings, you know, because a lot of times I think when women do have mixed feelings about a situation that happened, they'll often feel, oh, then it was it was my fault. Yeah. And it's like, no, it's okay that mixed feelings were part of either the not, you know, you, you did say no, you were clear about that. But even in situations where someone didn't say no and is just going along with someone mm-hmm. else's rhythm or readiness and all of these different um, situations that happen where, you know, really a woman is um, just not feeling, as you say, empowered. Yes. Yes. And this comes from the uterus. Mm. So the uterus is the utterer. Mm. She's the one who speaks. She works with our throat chakra. Mm. So they're a team. Yeah. And we carry our grandmother's imprint and our grandmother's grandmother. Wow. And the grandmother's grandmother's grandmother. Wow. And so what we know... I was I started watching Cable Girls last night and it was so amazing. It was like 1920 and they wow. didn't have a voice. Wow. They couldn't speak. Right. And so you know, it's not very long ago. Yeah. It's not even 100 years ago. Right. Really. Right. That women couldn't speak their needs. Yeah. And so I feel like this is in the consciousness of all beings, not just women, yes. but very much women. Yes. Like we have work to do. Yes. In speaking our needs and our boundaries and even knowing how to do it. And it happens in the simplest of situations. Yeah. Like when a girlfriend needs us and we need to go and do something else. Right. 
Yeah. So how did you first learn to speak, you know, to be able to say no? Oh my God, I'm still learning. (laughs) (laughs) It's a journey. Um, I, I did my red tent teacher training Mm. after I've been a yoga teacher for about five or six years. Mm. And I was still having a really hard time with my premenstrual phase. So when I did my red tent teacher training, it was because something deep inside me was saying, you're not wrong. You're out of balance. There's something, there's something not adding up here. And I'd been and got my hormones tested. Yeah. Every, everything was balanced. Yeah. And so there was no actual physical reason for what was happening. It had to be a mind-body thing. Wow. Yeah. So when I started down this path of working with my menstruation, I started to learn what my inner woman was saying. Mm. And it was coming out fiercely when when I was premenstrual, making me feel unwell. Mm. Like I thought I was mentally unwell. Oh, wow. Yeah, it was really intense. Wow. But there was a lot of suppressed stuff in there, you know. Yeah. And so um, it really has been through working with my menstrual cycle Mm. and listening first before I learn how to speak. Right. So the, the first step in learning how to speak for me has been in saying... Can I get back to you? Mm, beautiful. Yeah. That's a great tip. Yeah, I'm yeah. I I'm still deciding. Yeah. I don't I'm not quite sure on my answer yeah. to what you're asking me right now. Yeah. So I'm gonna get back to you. Right. And even in the heat of the moment, you know, it's like actually I'm not a I am I'm not I'm not a hell yes right now. Yeah. So I just need to take a breath. Mm, yeah. Let's go and do something else. Or if it's like a confronting situation, I'm I, I'm not available for this right now. I need to I need to go and do me. Right. Yeah. yeah. And how has that changed the way that you are in the world? So much. It's created more space for me in my life. Mm. Whereas before there was no space for me. Wow. None. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. I can only imagine that shift, you know, and what a great tip for so many women who are just going, yeah, where do I start with this honoring yes. of my needs? Like, what does that mean to honor what do my I even needs? Know? Yeah. What do I even need? Yeah. <laughs> I don't know what I need. And then that was the most confronting thing for me. Like right. when I started asking, what do I need? I didn't know. Yeah. It took me a year and a half to even start knowing. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. So it's it's so cool because, you know, I met you at the magical menstruation and you've brought this up now and it's I even heard you say, you know, like really listening to your cycle, um attuning to your cycle and I'm just thinking like some people might be wondering what that means. You know, what does it mean to honor your cycle? Yeah. So I'd love to hear more about that. Some of us don't even know, like most of us don't know what a healthy menstrual cycle looks like. Right. So honoring my cycle is honoring 
the way my body is right now mm. in her menstruation. Yeah. And the menstruation I'm talking about is not just the time that I'm bleeding. Mm. It's the entire cycle. Yeah. So the first day of our bleed is day one. Yeah. And then all the, all the days between there and the next bleed is your cycle. Mm. So a lot of women think that it's just those days, you know. Right. And for some it's three, for some it's one, for some it's six, seven, eight. Yeah. For some it's two weeks, mm. depending on what's happening with the estrogen and progesterone in the body. Right. Yeah. Right. So you're speaking to the whole cycle as it sounds like each piece of the cycle has has a kind of a a way about it that you can work with. Yes, there's a flavor. <laughs> See, we women are lunar rhythmic. We're lunar. Our bodies reflect Mama Earth in her her seasons, the spring, the summer, the autumn, the winter. Yeah. And the lunar cycle of the 28 days. Mm-hmm. And so every woman is different. She will have a different length of cycle. But we are programmed to follow the moon. Right. And when I say follow the moon, I don't mean will yourself into bleeding on the new moon. Yeah. <laughs> I mean that, you know, we bleed, our cycle is 28 days. Right. And that the energy of the cycle is very much reflective of the moon. Yeah. So when the moon is dark, this is the feeling mm. of our bleed. Mm. And a couple of days beforehand, you know, in the the tail end of the the waning gibbous. Yeah. Yeah, when she's ready to be completely dark. Mm. And this is the energy of the wise woman. Mm. This is where we can sit with the crone because she's preparing for death. Right. She's preparing to let go right. of what, wasn't needed and that's the miracle that's happening is Mm. that you know we are bleeding life force Mm. we're bleeding out pure potentiality Mm. and when a woman is really healthy in her menstrual cycle this process can be really clean it can be pain-free it can be you know we release DMT when we're bleeding as well. So it, it's an invitation from the universe to go really deep. Right. To be the seer. Right. Or as Canadians would say, seer. <laughs> I love your accent. It makes everything more poetic. <laughs> but that, now I'm curious if I like just pause and zoom in there. For you, what, what are you letting go of right now? Mm. Right now? <laughs> Well, you know, we talked about the boundaries and learning how to listen and every relationship that I've had has been beautiful and it's kind of been um, a layer up in awareness and connection with myself right? where I'm not suppressing, you know, not bending it like Beckham to try and fit into To try and fit into the mold of the man. Right. So that's what I used to do. Right. And each partner that I've been with has been a progression mm. of like embodying more and more and more of myself. Yeah. 
So I am letting go of my beloved, mm. my beautiful Canadian man that I came to live in this country wow. with and I'm preparing to go home. Ah, yes. So I'm really, I'm letting go of choosing men that are not ready. Mm. And the powerful thing that I realized during my bleed, because I'm day four or five of my cycle today. Yeah. So I just went through a really intense but beautiful, deep menstruation. Mm. And I was lying in the bath and I was like, why do I keep attracting men who are not ready? Mm. And it, it comes back to that moment Mm -hmm. when I lost my virginity and I was not ready. So that's the point of attraction in me Mm. that has kept perpetuating itself. Mm. And each time I've gotten, you know, this man that I just spent time with, he's he's beautiful Mm. in so many ways. But he's not ready to do the international thing. Right. Because it's friggin' hard, man. (laughs) <laughs> it's really big. It's big, big stuff. Right. I can imagine. I had a cross province thing going with my husband for a while, and even that has been, it's been a challenge. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Wow. So, yeah, it really sounds like a significant time for you right now. Yeah, it is. Mm. Yeah. And how is that? Um, also you know connected with what you're if it is connected with what you're birthing in the world oh it's so connected mm-hmm. yeah mm-hmm. I feel that saying yes to what I need yeah is necessary mm-hmm. because how can I how can I lead my sisters or not lead is not really where I'm coming from but right inspire yes you know how can I be a way shower Mm. for women to really hear the voice of their uterus Mm. and really hear what they're here to birth and be and receive on the planet if I'm not walking that yeah so yeah I really, I'm in a place of radical responsibility at the moment. Wow. Yeah, it sounds like a necessary step. Yeah. It's that point where we draw the line in the sand Mm. and we go, I will not suppress myself anymore for anything Mm. or anyone. Mm. And this is why we have so many menstruation problems, right. you know? Yeah. I was thinking about that when you were bringing up that some women can have pain-free menstruations. You know, for so many people, they, they're probably thinking, what? What, what do you mean? How is that possible? I know. So when I started doing this work, yeah. no amount of painkillers could help me. Wow. And my the beginning of my bleed would be like three days of dark old blood right and then like four days of heavy intense blood wow and then it would drip old blood again Mm. and um i was really really feeling mentally unwell like i said right so now 
like this bleed I just had, mm-hmm. I had really beautiful pain in my womb, like, and not pain, just like this heaviness of birthing. Wow, yes. This beautiful feeling of rebirthing myself. Mm-hmm. And I bled for 48 hours. The blood came on strong and rich. Wow. And amazing for 48 hours. Wow. And then when I went to put my moon cup in on the third day, my yoni wouldn't receive it because mm. this is a thing that Melissa and I teach. Mm. So beautiful Melissa. <laughs> She's the sacred sexuality aspect of our of the Sacred Women Mystery School. Right. So she's inspired me to always, before I put anything in my vagina, mm-hmm. ask, ask my pussy. Right. What do you want, beautiful Yoni? Mm. Are you ready for this? Do you want it? Do you want to choose it? And so on the mm. third day, she closed up. Yeah. I couldn't get my cup in. Mm. And so I was like, okay, maybe I don't need it. And I just stopped bleeding. Oh, wow. Yeah. And so I'm done. Wow. So that's going from intense, emotional, physical, spiritual disconnection with my body to coming into a place where it's the deepest space of ritual for me Mm. now. And my body, my womb is responding because I'm talking to her all the time. I love that. I love that you bring this up. What another great you know, tip to give women, like to actually speak with your womb. Yes. Or speak with your vagina. Give her permission to let go. (sighs) So um, I've been sharing this work for a few years now Mm. and there's been many, many, many sisters who have started bleeding after not bleeding for years. Wow. Just by giving their womb permission to let go. Wow. Yeah. I mean, this is metaphysical menstruation. Yeah. So we've got physical menstruation where we educate ourselves about what's actually happening Mm. outside of the avenue of what we were taught at school. Right. You know, what beautiful self-care practices can we do? What's happening with our estrogen and our progesterone and the testosterone and, you know, all of the yumminess that is cultivating in our body. Right. The yoga practices, the herbs, the seed cycling, all the things. So that's the physical aspect of the menstruation. But then we've got this metaphysical aspect where we are reflecting the archetypes not just the archetypes of the the earth and the moon, but the archetype of the sacred feminine, which is expressed in a multitude of ways. Well, I love this. You're singing to the choir here. (laughs) (laughs) I had a Jungian uh, psychologist, a counselor, and also studied in depth psychology. Mm. So I love that you bring in the archetypes and you mentioned the the crone or the wise woman. Yeah. you know, I may have cut you off then. So what are some of the other archetypes that we see in our cycle? Yeah, so after we finish bleeding, well, around day four, we come into what the archetype of the maiden, which is the archetype we go into the day, the first day we ever bleed when we're teenagers. Right. You know, 12 or 10 or whenever. Yeah. 
And so um, then we get to rendezvous with that aspect of ourselves. Mm. And she asks the question, what is my purpose? Mm. What am I here to birth? What am I here to bring into being? How can I play with life? And, you know, in, in the course that Melissa and I wrote around sex in your cycle, yeah. we like to play with the seductress of life in this phase. So, yeah. you know, that's really like, how are you seducing life? Mm. And how is life seducing you? Wow. I love that question. Oh, it's so <laughs> juicy. So juicy. It's like, yeah, I just, when I hear it, I just, think of, you know, it shifts my whole mentality about work as we know it. Absolutely. (laughs) And this is the thing, like our womb is for birthing a new world. Mm. It's for birthing the world that we came here to experience. Wow. We didn't come to fit into a linear solar schedule that is burning us out. Right. We came here Mm. to birth the new world. Wow. Yeah. Wow. And, you know, it's almost for for some people, for me even, it may be hard, even though I've been, you know, studying psychology for so many years, it's, in working with people, it's still hard for me to imagine, you know, really that we have this power within ourselves Mm. to support ourselves and, and... and also sustain like life forward energy that's needed in yes. this world. <laughs> so it's so exciting to 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 really to start to envision that. Yes. You know, how can I really be with myself and like with my cycle, not not fighting, not struggling, not resisting anything. Yes. And to truly allow the gifts of life to really kind of yeah, nurture, nourish me. Mm-hmm. I love that. You're a wise woman. <laughs> I'm on my way. Shakti stories. It's <laughs> my first step. Yeah. Beautiful. <laughs> so you, yeah, you were saying that, um, that the maiden is, is really kind of, yeah, asking. She's exploring the dance with life. Absolutely. That's and she, awesome. and she can express herself as the sacred rebel as well. Mm. You know, where you're like you're individu- you're individuating from what society's telling you you should be. Right. And she's like holding her arrow or her tools. Yeah. And she's ready to go. Yeah. She's the element of air, the rising mm. sun, the spring. Mm. You know, she's yeah. it's sacred sexual energy as well in its mm. purest form. Yeah. And then we move in to the mother archetype. Mm. So that's you know, that our ovulation. It's reflects a full moon. Mm. Yeah, and that's really about, you know, what are we birthing? What are we actually birthing? So the energy is reflecting the the energy of summer. Mm. Yeah, and then, so traditionally it was made in Mother Crone. Right. Yeah, Yeah. that's what our Celtic ancestors follow. Ah, okay. Yeah. Right, because I feel like a lot of people may be familiar with that. Made in Mother Crone, yeah. yeah. They're, they're kind of, uh, I mean, yeah, they're, they're woven into a lot of different written works. and Absolutely, mm. yeah. Um, however, the, the work that has been birthing through me is this awareness that 
we're in a time where the medicine woman is needed and women are going through menopause now mm-hmm. and we have major premenstrual stuff going on and, you know, the maiden mother crone was in the days when premenstrual, I mean, premenstrual wasn't as bad. It probably wasn't even a thing. Like I can't speak for it because I wasn't there. I was there, but I haven't accessed that memory yet. However, um, menopause wasn't a thing and it's still not a thing in some tribal traditions. Right. You know, they they go through the rite of passage into elder. Mm. Yet the ramification of the suppression of the womb and women's rights being taken away. Mm you know, with colonisation and all that stuff, um, it has ushered in these archetypes. And so I like to work with the medicine woman or the evolving queen. Mm. So this is in the in the days after ovulation. Right. Like three, four days after ovulation. Mm. When your body's starting to disseminate and this is when stuff starts coming up. Mm. You know, you start being acutely aware of what's not working for you. And this is when the womb starts speaking. Mm. She's really speaking. Yeah. And this is our opportunity to really, really, really let go. Mm. And white buffalo calf woman, Mm. she's the girl. (laughs) She's the one. She's the lady. So there was the prophecy that, you know, a white buffalo calf would be born. Mm. And if you're familiar with her story, she said a white buffalo calf would be born. It would be the beginning of the era of healing. And so there was a white buffalo calf born in the Americas. Oh, wow. um, I think in 1980. Okay. Um, do your research. That's not like <laughs> inverted not official. It's not official. <laughs> However, I know there was a white buffalo calf born. Yeah. And um, we are in the time of the medicine woman. Mm. Yeah. Mm. We're in the time of the medicine woman and there is no mistake that we've got, you know, so much stuff happening wow. with endometriosis and yeah. premenstrual tension and fibroids and... You name it, there yeah. is a syndrome for everything. Yeah. So this is an in- invitation mm. for us all to embody our medicine woman mm. and to bring the medicine, to be the women who are walking in the question, what can I do to let go today? Mm. What medicine is required today? And that can be as simple as walking along and saying hello to a cedar tree. Right. It can be as simple as singing your song Mm -hmm. as you walk along the street. I love that. Yeah. I do a lot of singing to myself. Amazing. (laughs) People look sometimes, but... Great. (laughs) Claim it, girl. Claim it. I have a little bike. I have a a cruiser bike. I love your bike. And I'm just... (laughs) (laughs) Amazing. I'm always embracing my inner child. It's it's easy for me. (laughs) Wow. So, But that was so interesting what you shared because um, so often we do think I, I... I imagine anyways that we think of archetypes as a bit more um, something 
kind of solid, you know, you, you hear people kind of going, oh, she's, she's in the maiden or whatever, mm. but they're meaning to kind of, they're, they're sort of putting someone into a category of their, you know, but when you share, it feels so, there feels to be a lot of space in it. And I love the sense yeah. of it shifting for each one of us, you know, throughout a, a cycle, throughout a month, even like that's, that's just so beautiful to, to really own that. Yeah. It really is. This has been the most freeing thing for me. Mm. You know, like it's never too late to have a happy childhood. Right. And we get to dance with our maiden oh. every month yeah. after we bleed. Right. We get to wrap her up and love her. Oh. We get to dance with our inner mother, mm. our empress, right. our creatress, mm. our priestess. We get to rendezvous with the evolving queen, with the medicine woman, and then we get to sit with the wise woman within us. And when we work with these archetypes and we get to know all of the facets of ourselves, yeah. then we are sovereign. Mm. We are empowered. Yes. We can hear ourselves. I love it. And I, I so deeply um, connect to this, this uh, dynamic nature of the archetypes and and I feel that in my own life you know there's maybe last week I may have felt more um kind of tense and worried about money and things like that and I'll notice just you know the very next day I can just feel high on life and have this mm. huge perspective and think oh I think I'll have a home on Vancouver Island and Vancouver yes. and maybe the Sunshine Coast you know it's like amazing <laughs> I have this real like yeah this real um kind of dreamer as well and it's they all feel real. The older I get, the more I realize they're all parts of me mm. and they're all valuable. Yes. You know, when I do feel a little more tension and start thinking, oh my gosh, you know, what what should I be doing? As long as I don't let that um, kind of like completely take over, mm. I find that it actually can be, if, if I can keep it in perspective, it's like, okay, I'm feeling, I'm feeling a little bit of, you know, maybe fear around surviving with the Vancouver rent prices and being able to really do what mm-hmm. I want. And and if it's kept in perspective, it's like, okay, that actually can kind of drive me to be a bit more clear. Yeah. You know, and so I, I love how you speak in these cycles and and adding in that that medicine woman element mm. that's that's not always um as often I think spoken about. It's it just means a lot to me because that feels a lot like a, um, yeah, a real area where we can, as you're saying, like grow as a culture. Oh, yeah. And the moon is not always full. Mm. She goes dark. Right. The earth is not always in spring and summer and fall when it's so beautiful. Mm. Sometimes she rains mm. for weeks and weeks and weeks. Right. You know, sometimes <laughs> sometimes the sun is not visiting. Mm. And so this is what we need to really embrace as a collective yeah. is that we love each other in our shadows and our light. We love ourselves in our shadows and our light. Mm. And we're going to sit next to these archetypes that are aching mm aching on the inside the the person inside that's worried about the rent and she's fucking tired from surviving yeah. and striving and living in a man's world yeah. and i don't i say that with absolute love in my heart for men yeah but it is the structure 
the way that this world has been set up is basically for everybody to have to strive and worry. Yeah, <laughs> definitely. But it's it doesn't need to be so. Mm. When we come back to the cycles of nature, when we come back to the wisdom of our body, mm. you know, we've got so much energy. If we're on an, a 28-day cycle, we've got energy for like 24 days of that. Right. You know? Yeah. That's a lot of productivity. Yeah. And then we get to have a deep rest. Mm, I love that. Yeah. I relate to that so much when I've had, you know, more nine to five jobs. I've just felt, you know, this push to go to work. And at those times, as as you sort of spoke about, my, my uh, menstruation times were more painful. And so I would actually be in more pain and also having to be mm. at these jobs where you're on a computer all day, you can kind of feel the buzz off the computer. You, yeah. I'm fine. I'm more sensitive to sound and everyone's kind of bustling around you and, and there's confrontations and all that, which are hard to kind of, you know, hold. And it's, it's like, it, yeah, it, it's amazing how your body just knows it. It's a body wisdom. We don't, yeah. you know, we don't have to rationalize it. Like, what happened to just following the feelings? Yes. It's like the body says, hey, I, I need rest. Yes. I need more ease. I can face those, you know, those what feel like a challenge on another day rather than kind of a more, you know, like, yeah, difficult thing. They, mm. the, the very next week, they can feel like a really exciting challenge. And so... Yeah, imagine a world where we really could, everyone could agree to allow the cycles to to be flexible throughout a month. Yes. To, to allow those different archetypes to be celebrated. And this is the world that we can weave. And we are. I love this. I have so many sisters who are doing it, you know. Yeah. And yeah. I love this. This yeah. is this is where we. That's what our cycle is for. It's yeah. to hear our soul song. To yeah. to be like, okay, so what did I come to share in the world, and mm-hmm. how can that look in a way that honors me? Yeah, and that might be really scary. You know, there'll be right. some people who will listen to this and right. it will freak them out because right. you know we want to know that we're going to have that salary, right? I think you shared with me on another occasion that you were a, a massage therapist mm-hmm. in Australia and that you took a huge leap in in letting that go and moving into the the more unknown. Yeah. Uh, you obviously still have all your tools with you, but in a world where, you know, the certification is yeah is what translates more <laughs> directly to an income, it's it's just it's so inspiring to me again to to see that that there's this trust. Yes. And this is where we call on that sacred rebel. Right. We go, right, you know, what archetypes are in the blueprint mm. that I can connect to? Yeah. The, I love working with the lioness Ooh. when I'm feeling, when I'm having those wobbly days, when right. I'm not feeling really strong. Mm. I call in that energy of courage or right. I'll work with a crystal or a herb or mm. something. Right. Because, you know, we can say a million mantras or we can say a million affirmations and that's really great. Yeah. Um, and we can also work with the archetypes in consciousness 
essentially a mantra is an archetype and you're pulling it in. So all of these things have a frequency and the minute that we call them to ourselves, it begins to soften the pattern Mm. and rewire it. Well, I, I so get that, you know, and, and it's really cool because I do have a husband who's a musician and 20 years of experience with, with, you know, mantras and, and with a a teacher from India and, and it's just so beautiful to be with someone who also reminds me on a daily Mm. basis about, you know, even before eating that we, we say a mantra, um, because it, it really does, it really does shift old patterns and, allows you to um, find kind of a, a place in your heart that, that allows more in. Yeah. <laughs> you know? And we weave our world with our words. Mm. So as we speak, we're weaving. Right. The experience that we're having is a culmination of the thoughts that we've thought, mm. the words that we've spoken, and then the energy that that's created in motion, which is emotion. Right. So this is the medicine wheel, you know. It's mm. the it's the thought of the east. It's the south of the of the fire and the words and their movement and the passion. Like where where am I directing these energies? Right. And then when we get to the west, that's the emotion. But the emotion is the culmination of what we thought and what we've spoken, mm. what we've invested in. Right. I love that. Yeah. So then it's this rolling energy in motion Mm. that shows up as an emotion. Mm. And then the question is, am I identifying with this? Mm. Am I sitting with it? Yeah. Am I allowing it? Am I observing it? Yeah. And then without going into trying to change it or shift it or transform it immediately, just be with it. I so agree with that. Yeah, yeah. you know. <laughs> yeah, as a counselor, I am so often seeing that people come in often very anxious and they they often have an idea of what counseling is. Mm. And it, it usually it usually involves something around, you know, that the counselor is going to, you know, kind of get you somehow to to, you know, a different place in this way. In a way, it, it may, but it, it's like they're expecting a sort of like a, you know, more of a linear sort of step-by-step, you know, get, get going sort of thing. And the whole truth of it, right, is that I think a good therapist, well, while they will use a variety of tools, the big, the kind of like, I think the change agent is that they're creating a space where someone really can kind of feel more of what's already there Mm. and to to let that sort of guide them you know to really kind of allow them to to have um natural Mm. organic forward movement yes and and people don't always know that so i i know when i have people come in sometimes and there's that that kind of anxiety. How long is this going to take? You know? Yeah, <laughs> fix me today. Yeah, and I sort of have to right away say, like, look, I'm I'm willing to, um, or I'm happy to kind of adjust the style based on what works for you. But the truth of the matter is that uh, I think it. We can't say it's going to be three sessions, four sessions. It's it's not like that really. If you're doing the deeper work, 
you're really building a relationship with another person who's going to allow you to, um, or invite you to be with more of yourself. Oh, that's so beautiful. Yeah. (laughs) And this is where the magic lies because most of us have been told who we are. Yeah. We've been told how to be, you know, we've got all these preconceived ideas So what a beautiful space you're offering, honey. (laughs) Like just to really be with Mm. people. Yeah. And I love the word allow because it really is. Like how often do we truly allow ourselves to be who we are? Yeah. Without, you know, and then the taskmaster comes in and goes, okay, well, you should be doing this and blah, 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 blah. Right, That's the human doing. Yeah. You know, what, what would it take to be human beings and step into radical being (laughs) and just be rad totally (laughs) well i think you're pretty rad i think you're really rad too sister singing on your pushy (laughs) yeah you're pushy (laughs) i love the words i love all the words you come up with oh well yeah that's that is so amazing and um just check in. Yeah, you know, I think we're we're kind of coming into our last sort of five minutes here maybe. So is there anything, like, I guess I want to ask, like, is there anything that um, you have so much to share, first of all. There's just so much wisdom that, that I'd love to touch more in. And maybe, you know, maybe there'll be other uh, sections to our interview. We can have rendezvous number two. <laughs> yes. Amazing. But is there anything that you feel really just intuitively needs to be shared and what comes to mind for you for something that you really want to share with potentially younger women or, you know, women who are maybe newer to some of these concepts? What would you want to really give to them today? Mm. I want to give to you that you are not wrong. Your body is not wrong. Your mama and your papa are not wrong. Nobody in this world is wrong in any way, shape or form. And the more that we can come into a place of truly embracing what is, you know, no matter how painful your body may be right now, whatever has drawn you to this, this podcast, this video, wherever it ends up, (laughs) (laughs) whatever's drawn you here has, has drawn you into a space of exploring a new way of being with yourself and so yeah Mm. we need to just take that moment to ask the question am I being a taskmaster with myself Mm. am I trying to fit myself into somebody else's agenda Mm. am I trying to fit myself into something that doesn't truly fit me yeah and and just take a breath and create some more space in there because our bodies are so clever. They know. They know everything. Yeah. And what I would love to do just to really quickly end this is yeah. an, a simple meditation technique yeah, that we can all practice every day. Um, because we're at a point in the shift in consciousness on the planet where we need to reconnect to the chakra of the earth. So, you know, we talk 
We're taught about the seven chakras, but there's actually more. And so there is a chakra for feet under our feet, under the earth. Each of us have our own. And this is our connection with the mother. And so it's really important that we reconnect to this chakra mm. and to bring that energy into our womb. And if you're a man, you can bring it into your, um, into your hara mm. or the portal of where your womb would be, your, the energetic womb in the, in the body. So connecting with this soul pod chakra mm. in, the, in the earth and then connecting up to your soul star chakra mm. and the star that you came here to be with because I truly believe that to be a sacred woman, to walk the way of the sacred woman is where ancient mysteries meet the cosmic revolution of light wow. which is happening now. Yeah. We are in a cosmic revolution, yet we're, in a, we're here on earth, we're in a physical body, so we need to be embodied and to be bringing all this new consciousness down through our, ourselves and through our womb mm. because when we bleed, we are bleeding information that ne- the planet needs. Wow. We're, we're receiving, when we're ovulating, we're receiving codes, specific codes. Mm. And so even though an actual sperm is not being chosen by the uterus, mm. we've, received an, we've received information mm. that has been waiting wow. for this very moment in time for you to receive with your DNA yeah. so that you can rebirth yourself wow (sighs) yeah so let's just do it we'll take a couple of really quick breaths (sighs) three breaths in and out and one more gathering all your breath up and breathing out And noticing the parts of your body that are in contact with the earth or the floor. And then sending your energy down, your awareness down into, through the layers of the earth. So through the floor, into the earth. Down four feet below your body, below the earth. And notice with your intention, where intention goes, energy flows. So with your intention, connect to your soul pod chakra. And then bring that light up. See it streaming up through the earth, through the layers of the ground that you're sitting on, up into your pelvic floor, through your pussy or your lingam, up into the womb or the hara, up, up, up into the heart, and then exhale, rest, inhale, expand the energy, exhale, back to the womb, 
And then now on your next inhale, connect up through the top of your head to the star that you came from. Bring a big pillar of light down through the top of your head, connecting through the soul, star chakra, four feet above the head. And then into the heart and into the womb. And know that this circuitry is always happening. You are the pillar through which heaven and earth move. Your body is the sacred pipe of the divine. And then take your hands and place them on your heart and your belly and in your own time, in in your own energy, in your own words. Simply say, I give myself permission to be all that I am. Hmm. We are complete. That was beautiful. (laughs) Thank you so much for that. I really do feel expanded and mm, just mm, just kind of more spacey Mm. (laughs) in a a nice way. (laughs) Well, you're beautiful. You deserve to have all the space. Thank you so much for what you're doing. I look forward to hearing more Shakti stories. Thank you so much for what you're doing. Pleasure. Yeah, I I really feel um, just so honored to have had you as a guest today. And I know um, you've got a lot to share. Mm, Thank you. Yeah, women are, you know, they're, they're craving it and they're needing it. And it's, yeah, it feels really just... Juicy. Mm, amazing. <laughs> yeah. Thank you. Exciting. <laughs> yes, we need more of you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Thank beautiful. You. And it's so simple. You know, you yeah. can do it in 10 seconds. Definitely. Just go connect to the soul pod. How's my womb feeling? Yeah. How's my beautiful Yoni feeling? Yeah. How's my heart feeling? Connect to the star that you came from. Bring it all in and then start your day before that. your feet even hit the floor. That's, yeah, I love that. What a perfect daily practice. Yeah. <laughs> Ground yourself in your body. Yeah. Oh, beautiful. Okay. Oh, well, so, so much. <laughs> so much gratitude. Wow, what a lovely woman. If you're looking for more of what Jade does, you can find her online at jademason.co or sacredwomenmysteryschool.com. And there she has all kinds of programs and packages uh, on offering. I hope you enjoyed another episode of Shakti Stories where we are empowering feminine bliss. Purnamadaha, <laughs> 
Shayate.